0: Hello, and welcome to True Horrors with Meg and Rachel. Every week we discuss a horror film and the true stories that inspired, influenced, or bear striking resemblance to them. Be warned for spoilers and adult themes. I'm Rachel.
1: And I'm Meg. This is True Horrors. Hey guys, what's up? Oh, that was much better. Nice job. Yeah, we're really working on starting these podcasts, like people who know what they're doing with their lives, as opposed to reality.
0: Or people uh-huh. who know how to talk to other humans, which I've established in my life. I do not. I, I never just, have. you know,
1: something a little bit tighter. Damn it. My, you're tiny again. <laughs> um, so this was a problem from a couple of weeks ago where for some reason I couldn't get Skype to make Rachel the whole screen. And so she's like very small like as big as the palm of my hand and then I fixed it and now it's happening again I got it I got it perfect um we're so happy you could be here with us um today and listening to us talk about Halloween and then something that Rachel will tell you something about that inspired Halloween it's the formula of the show yeah except it's not Halloween every time
0: oh man that would there I mean there are so many movies we could get a lot out of that Mm -hmm. um but anyway this is fun because it's my favorite horror franchise um i don't think it's quite as narratively tight as scream and it does get a little little campy toward the end but not not so much that it's like you're not watching a horror movie anymore um again aside from the rob zombie ones that i won't even watch and i haven't seen the newest one but every other one i really like I really Um, like this franchise.
1: The newest one is incredible. And actually watching this, it was really fun in my head Mm -hmm. to just erase all of them except the one. Because it does sort of kick out the rest of, like, create, like, an alternate universe canon. Which I really like. Because Mm -hmm. I was never a fan of the whole Laurie is his sister thing.
0: Yeah. Which, that's the other thing that's got to be said. Is you have to just accept that there are three different timelines in this franchise. Um, And that's fine. I don't care. I don't care about that.
1: Well, and also this, it doesn't really hurt. None of it really goes back and hurts the first one. Right. Um, Um, Except I do think that, I think it's scarier if they're not related. Yes. Because it's just like, I just, this was the first house
0: where I could get into and start killing people. Um, But the reason I like this franchise, oh, sorry. Did you want to say something on that? No, do it. The reason I like this franchise so much is that they don't, ever move away from what makes Michael Myers so scary which Mm -hmm. is he doesn't talk and he just wants to murder people Mm -hmm. we don't know why it doesn't matter he he's not going to tell you he just wants to murder people and it's terrifying so
1: true so true I was just going to say that I couldn't remember in this movie why he picks them and then I Watching it, I was like, oh, that's why. Mm -hmm. Because he's triggered by Lori and the little boy, whose name I can't remember right now. Tommy. Um, Tommy, because they go to put, he's broke into his old house for obvious reasons. Mm -hmm. And then they, he sees them through the door. Mm -hmm. And they're a teenage girl and a little boy, just like him and his sister. And I'm like, oh, that's why it triggers him. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that makes total, that's all I need to know. Like, that Mm -hmm. makes total sense to me that then he stalks them. Like that they triggered something in him
0: or even outside of that that, they're just the it's just the first person he saw and i was like all right that one and then also like i mean i guess he doesn't try to get into a lot of other houses but he really just waits for that opportunity to arise like he doesn't really try super hard to i mean because it's the 70s and everyone leaves their doors unlocked and their windows open and again no screens Mm -hmm. um so he's just like able to start murdering like he doesn't start with her he starts with her friends because he's just able to yes like he just wants to murder people yes although Um, I did write down you would think that murder is his true passion so you'd think it's murdering but it's actually lurking and watching followed closely by disappearing at the exact right moment okay murder is a hard three
1: I wrote that down so many times (laughs) first of all I can't, you know, they're like, Loomis is like, there's nothing there. And I'm like, false. He clearly has a flair for the dramatic. Yes. (laughs) He is such a showman. I will, like, why did you, why did he feel the need to steal his sister's tombstone, carry that that heavy, heavy stone, and Mm -hmm. then lay the bodies out like that? I'm like, on some, like, there's just this two conflicting ideas that he's just like a shark that has to murder as far as swim Mm -hmm. or that in some way there's some kind of plan in his head because he doesn't just murder them he steals his sister's tombstone and Mm -hmm. sets it up he continually stalks them and then has enough frame of mind to disappear
0: Mm
1: -hmm. like so that to me and that doesn't make it less scary to me it makes it more scary but I also just like Maybe it's because Scream um, parodies it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But the idea that you can like see him in the distance, they do that a lot just to do layers of meta. Mm-hmm. But in the second Scream, when they all when they go in the beginning to see the movie Stab, which is based yeah. on the first movie, oh, God. he the, the ghost face does that. Mm-hmm. Just like you see them in the distance as the audience. And the fact that like he's there, and then he walks quickly enough away that when they check behind the bush, he's not there. Yeah. He, he's at least a little bit present, like a mm-hmm. predator. Well,
0: and the thing is, it has to be a conscious choice not to speak for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Like, we know he can, because up until he murdered his sister, it seems like, you know, there were no warning signs. Or, I mean, I guess we don't really know. But as far as we know... So he just made a conscious choice to never speak again. And that's the worst thing. That's so terrifying.
1: I love, I mean, we always talk about it, but what makes a great horror movie is the music. Mm-hmm. Like what separates the good from like the iconic, mm-hmm. like that score and the fact that it's used in the same way it is for Jaws, like his yes. point of view mm-hmm. um, is incredible because it just brings about a fear and attention in your audience, mm-hmm. even when something's not about to happen. Yes. You just know he's there. But mm-hmm. I do want to talk about the fact that his first, the first shot of this movie is his point of view walking up to the house, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Cause they're trying to be like, Oh, this murderer's coming. And then it's like, Oh my God, it's actually the child. Why was he out there? I don't know. And his, where were his
0: parents? Cause he doesn't seem to have a trick or treat bag. Mm-mm. And I guess his sister was supposed to be watching him. Cause she says something about him being
1: around. But, like, so he just walked out the door, like... For a grand entrance. Like, yes. it's not even like he... It's not even like his first point of view shot is him lurking in the window. And then mm-hmm. you can kind of be like, okay, he's creeping. Right. He's walking up to the house. And his parents weren't there. She was babysitting. Because that's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what?
0: Is he mad that, th- that she wouldn't take
1: him trick-or-treating?
0: Is that I what mean, this is all about? I get all it. all
1: about. <laughs> is from the... Also, because he is dressed in a costume. Maybe he just wears that all the time. Oh, God. Nightmares. You know, some kids, like, they dress as, like, little cowboys or something, and then they just, like, won't take their cowboy costume off. That's him, but with that scary, terrifying outfit.
0: Yeah. Oh, God.
1: I have, I know we've started a bit out of order, but I've got two things right from the beginning. Mm -hmm. First of all, I know she has bigger problems because she's about to be murdered, but that guy was not going to call her.
0: No. He also, I don't think, was very good, because they were finished, and he was moving down the stairs by the time, like, in the amount of time it took Michael to get from outside through the kitchen, pick up the knife, and move into the living room. That was maybe two minutes. They went upstairs, finished, and he was dressed and down the stairs. I just want to point that out.
1: Okay, but... That's kind of a theme of this movie is inadequate sex because the couple that gets, the couple that gets murdered, the phone rings and he's like, oh, da, da, da. So like you can't keep having sex with And then they have sex and you see what you think is them being finished having sex, but you watched it the whole time. It was Mm -hmm. like under a minute and I was Mm -hmm. like, there's no way, there's no way that that was enjoyable for her. Like it's no. it's sad that she dies anyway, but she's gonna die only knowing mediocre sex. <laughs> like that's You don't also... know. Maybe she slept with other guys who were decent. Like I mean, but once you, I guess I just don't believe you can have decent sex and then go backwards. I guess that's like. Fair. And she seemed pretty. Like oh, that was great. And I'm like, honey, is that what sex was like in the '70s? <laughs>
0: like, Wow. Kind of like the marijuana wasn't as strong. The sex wasn't like the climaxes were as strong. <laughs>
1: Um, uh, the other thing from the very beginning is, I don't know if it was meant to be freeze frame, mm-hmm. or else his parents were just standing there staring <laughs> at him and them- <laughs> Like, yeah. it was such a weird and terrifying thing, and there is mm-hmm. blood on the knife. Mm -hmm. and his parents are just like Michael what up like it's not even like it's the kind of reaction if your kid was just outside in the dark Mm -hmm. as opposed to your kid is outside in the dark not speaking with a bloody knife Mm -hmm. like there was just a lot there like there was just a lot there
0: yeah but also I was just thinking if in the no this was in the 60s 1962 right so I feel like if you came upon your kid outside in the dark in 1962 you wouldn't think that was weird Kids just did that.
1: Dan held a knife. Maybe he needed to chop some meat. They were well, just like, "Well, no, you know minus the knife." <laughs> like, okay. Last week when we talked about Scream, mm-hmm. and you were mad about Sydney using that girl's hairbrush. Was that right after she had sex with Billy Loomis? Yes. I'm just wondering because when Michael goes up to stab his sister, she's brushing yeah. her hair topless mm-hmm. after having sex. Is that something? Do is that is that just what women do after sex? Just like in mood like it was just weird now it's to me time that I'm like brush is that my a hair. reference. Is I'm like, is that a reference to something? I'm like, yeah. oh maybe it's a reference to this movie, to the fact that she's brushing her hair right after yeah. sex? Or I maybe also just
0: might think it's weird because I don't brush my hair like ever. Like Oh,
1: I think it's weird too. I mean, I know I don't like. Well, I think it was weird too. I mean, to use someone else's, but also just yeah. like in the time they were doing it. I'm like it, I'm like I don't know why maybe they just need to give her something to do you know yeah. sitting there like it's not like she'd be reapplying her makeup or anything yeah uh, but I just remember thinking you thought that was odd and scream I thought this was odd I thought it was odd that she was like singing to herself and brushing her hair
0: yeah she doesn't seem all that worried that that guy is definitely not gonna call her like maybe she's just gotta distract herself by brushing her hair
1: <laughs> um let's see what else? Um, I can't decide if Dr. Loomis is super extra or if he <laughs> is exactly what he should be for the situation. Like when he's driving with that nurse and I wrote down some of the things he says yes. that if, if this movie was remade and he had just like me with him all the time, like maybe I'm his assistant, maybe mm-hmm. I'm from the state here are some things that he said that I would just be like okay I get it but you have to chill <laughs> down somewhere um evil has escaped mm-hmm. this isn't a man um, he's come home <laughs> calling him it uh-huh the devil's eyes and my personal favorite death has come yes. to your town <laughs> I was hoping
0: you'd say that because I I've just I just kept scripting that the whole time I was watching the movie because I knew it was coming. (laughs) He is such a bad
1: doctor, though. You can't talk about your patients that way. He doesn't give a fuck. He does not see him as his patient. He's like, this is like my white whale. Like, I just have to (laughs) imprison and kill it. (laughs) He's such a bad
0: doctor. And And I actually just wrote, like, I get why the police are skeptical because the way he talks.
1: Would you take that man seriously? Exactly. That's why I wrote these all down. Cause I like, was like, You're not helping yourself. But also credit to the sheriff.
0: He was like, you know what? I think you're crazy, but I'm I'm gonna stake I'm gonna stake this out. Just okay. in case you're right. I'm not taking that chance.
1: But that's not all he said. He said all that and then he ended it with, And if you are right, this is your damn fault. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, yes. Well, you're just really hedging your bets. Also your daughter's dead. Yep. Um But Okay, so for our listeners, in order to understand what's about to happen, you need to know something called Rift Tracks. Um, <laughs> Rachel and I watched a lot of Rift Tracks in college, and the Rift Tracks for Halloween, which basically Rift Tracks, it's a group and they watch the movie and they make jokes throughout the whole time. And there are two moments in this movie that Rachel and I probably saw this seven years ago, maybe more, mm-hmm. and. We still in our daily like lives might say this. Like mm-hmm. we've said these before. The first joke is when she looks out her window and sees him among the sheets and he says. Sheets are dry. <laughs> um, which I could not stop thinking out <laughs> there that that. As much as I know that it's probably not as funny if you haven't seen Rip Tracks, right. I could not bring this up because it's all <laughs> I could think, and I just kept writing it down when you see it because he's just standing there among the sheets. Like, it's <laughs> you just know a weird what's thing funny to do.
0: is I was looking down and writing something at that moment, and I looked up and he was gone, and I said out loud, "Oh man, I missed sheets are dry," <laughs> but I didn't go
1: back for it. <laughs> I forgot when it happened. And so when she looked out the window and I saw him, I like lost it. Like I thought it was so funny. And the other one jumping a bit ahead when he's a bit ahead, when he stabs that boy literally through his body and hangs mm-hmm. him and then stands there for like a solid 20 seconds just oh looking God. at him. The rift track had him narrating.
0: Something along the lines of, sometimes you just need to stand back and appreciate your work. I think well that's exactly done, what it is.
1: I think that's exactly <laughs> what it is. So, sometimes you just need to stand back and appreciate your work. Well done, me. Because that's all I could hear when he was doing it. Because if you ever, next time you watch this movie, I hope you also think about these things. Because hope so. They... this is a terrifying movie. It's an incredible piece of horror. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he's always just popping up like the worst jack-in-the-box in the the world and then just, like, fading out, like, in dissolved PowerPoint is just – it's a little – it can be a little hard to take seriously. Yes. Because, like, it's just like, what are you doing? Like, why are you amongst the sheets? Why are you – There is one other
0: thing. First of all, I just want to say when it comes to riff tracks, there are ones that are good and then there are ones that change the way you watch the movie forever. And you will never not think of the riff tracks when you watch it. This is one of them. Um, But the other thing, and it's actually a series of jokes that I always think about, is the way the lighting changes in every single shot that occurs outside. (laughs) Like at one point, it's like they they seem to get out of school at like, 12 30 in the afternoon um when laurie's like walking back up to her house it seems to be like immediately after a a freak rainstorm but only in her yard all the other sidewalks were dry like that's a, a running series of jokes in the riff tracks as well
1: yes because he i wrote that down i forgot that was a joke in the riff tracks but i wrote that down because she picks her up to go babysit and then it's nighttime yes like and it was not even look like the sun was going down no. and then it's just like night mm-hmm. um just insane like they just were not they were just like i don't know if they're trying to disorient us or if that gives them too much credit like no
0: it was a really low budget film so it was probably just filmed over a series of days and they're like we don't have time to like make sure the lighting is the same um also um, oh, i wait. just oh go there is one more because they also joke about how Annie is just this unpleasant bitch and it makes no sense why she why they are friends with her. She doesn't say a single nice thing the whole movie.
1: That's so true. <laughs> She's the worst. Oh my god. Uh I really was enjoying really digging that very subtle English lesson she got on destiny mm-hmm. and fate yes. while he watched her from a window. <laughs> And I will say that's, that is why not to harp on this, why I don't like the idea that she is his brother because I think, or she is his sister because (laughs) I, I feel like the first movie did a whole lot to hit over our head, that this is just fate, that -hmm. it's like fate. It's chance that he becomes, that he picks her.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And whether it's because she was the first person he saw or if it was because she was the first person he saw and she had that kid with him and it mm-hmm. triggered something inside him. Um, I appreciate that and enjoy that a lot more. The mm-hmm. idea that it was fate or destiny. But I was also like, ah, I love my lessons on fate I always got <laughs> in English.
0: Wow. She gave that lesson like she was reading out of a textbook. And, like, we never see the teacher, so it's not super clear, like, how old she is. So like, maybe she's just been doing this so long that she just has a script. But, like, I never heard a single teacher talk the way she did.
1: No. um, I also want to say he's really lucky it's Halloween. I mean, I understand that he did what he did on Halloween and he's coming back for the anniversary, but not really because he had the opportunity to escape because they were going to transfer him. Mm-hmm. And it's not like the people who were going to transfer him was like, you know, when it'd be really cool <laughs> to transfer him. But if he, it wasn't Halloween, people would be more freaked out by this guy in a mask. Whereas like, I do think on Halloween, you can get away with a lot more stuff mm-hmm. like this. Um, I don't know. Also that, that clear... bed is too small for her.
0: Yes. Uh, I was going to say, I don't know that it's clear that anybody really uh, saw him besides the kid. Because he was mostly in the car. But Oh, that's
1: very true.
0: Also, as he was driving by with the mask, maybe they're like, hey, it's William Shatner. What's he doing here in Illinois?
1: <laughs> <laughs> he looks really pale. Maybe he's sick. Um, how? Um, also... Again, this is nitpicky, Mm -hmm. but they make the point of saying, oh, we're both babysitting these kids, that's just three houses down. And then they are aggressively across the street. street. (laughs) (laughs) No one one saw that in post. Like, no one was (laughs) like, let's just take that line out.
0: They just didn't have the money.
1: Um... Also, he's only 21, which mm-hmm. I guess I always thought he was, like, in his 40s, and I don't know why. He just seems But he's seems only old. 21, yeah. because he's evil. Yeah. It's all the evil, as Dr. Loomis would tell. I want to go to school, become a psychiatrist, and then talk like him.
0: <laughs> no.
1: About all my patients. No. Or, alternatively, not go to school and just start talking like that about everything. <laughs> even things that are really innocuous. <laughs> um, I love how the little boy is like I saw a man outside and she's like there's no one outside and I'm like honey you've been seeing a man outside yes! all day you're not even a little bit concerned I mean every like, time
0: she looked he was gone but yeah well it seems like she took a nap maybe she's like uh maybe she forgot about it when she fell asleep
1: In her tiny, tiny bed. In her
0: tiny, tiny bed. It
1: was that bed was too small, and then she puts the kids to sleep in his bed, and I'm like, "Are you mad that those kids have a bigger (laughs) bed than you?" That's why she needs to babysit. She's saving
0: up to buy a bigger bed.
1: Um, I'm never over that. That's the joke of this episode, yeah. I just want to... Oh, I I was just going to say, in some ways, he is so stealth. Mm -hmm. And in other ways, it's like, what are you doing? Like, like he just carries Annie's dead body around the front of the house. Uh Like, no one sees him. That seems to be because no one actually lives on this street (laughs) with those children.
0: Which, the thing is weird, because it's established later that the patio doors are open. Like, mm-hmm. I, think, I don't think they ever got closed. Like, they just came back in from the laundry room and just left the patio doors open all night. Um, also, also, they make it seem so easy to break glass in this movie. People are always just smacking glass and breaking it. Like, Michael does it to the car window. Lori does it to the door. Was it, was glass more fragile back in 1978?
1: It was, the, it was the glass, it was the marijuana, and it was the sex. <laughs> Just everything was, everything was weaker. <laughs> um, also, murder is wrong, but murdering a guy who made a joke about undressing a child mm-hmm. is kind of a gray area for me. Right.
0: Here's the thing. I sometimes wonder if it was supposed to be Annie and not Lindsay. Yes. And they just, again, like the
1: it's three houses down or maybe across the street. They just were like, eh. Or it was so low budget they noticed those things but just couldn't. Yeah. And it wasn't like they thought this was going to become an iconic movie. But that makes a lot more sense because I was like, That's such a weird comment. So weird. That's such a weird out of place comment. And like his
0: girlfriend is not weirded out by it. She just keeps laughing. Like, it's
1: so weird. Oh, I was just like, what did I write down here? I wrote down, wow, that did not last long. What am I talking about? The sex, probably. Yeah, Yeah. that is what I'm talking (laughs) about. Also... Is there some kind of shortage on electricity? Why does no one turn a light on, ever?
0: So there was a moment when Lori goes into that house with all the dead bodies, and I kind of looked away for a second, and I was like, did she maybe try to turn on the light and realize that he had cut the power? Because that was my thing. I was like, why don't you just turn on all the lights? 50% of his strategy is just melting into the darkness. If there's no darkness, you're going to see him.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, turn on lights. I- also for a movie that's famously known for him stabbing people he chokes a lot of people he does. <laughs> like with his bare hands mm-hmm. um, he chokes a lot of people which I didn't appreciate how long it took him to kill Annie mm-hmm. because it does take a long time to strangle somebody with your bare hands mm-hmm. longer than people think it would take based on movies not like I know that from that's, my yeah that's not advice by the way. Uh, I was also going to say, it's not that I know that from personal experience. <laughs> I know that from school. Um, right. There was something else on this vein. Oh, in the whole idea of, is he actually conscious of what he's doing? Mm-hmm. A big thing in the column of, yeah, and he's just messing with everyone, is him putting on that ghost costume.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, why?
0: Also, why does he put the glasses on the outside? You can put a sheet over your head if
1: you wear glasses. I so that she maybe he saw what happened. He's he'd been watching them for a while. We know that and was like, she might not get this unless I put the glasses on. <laughs> it was like, I don't wanna take any chances.
0: Cause it's just like well, I guess it doesn't matter if the glasses get off He doesn't need them to see. I don't know. It's just weird. It's really
1: weird exactly between and then he's like okay not only does he take his sister's headstone and presumably put it in his car Mm -hmm. or he presumably takes it back to the house but either way he then has to go get the tombstone to bring it to set up this whole thing and it's like wow Mm -hmm. like that's a lot of work for a message i don't truly under i'm not trying to like you know, criticize your art or whatever. But I really don't understand. I don't, I don't understand what's happening, Michael.
0: I don't think we have to be too worried about criticizing the art of killers. Like,
1: it, that's not art. Don't, don't give him that much credit. This is his statement piece, Rachel. It's, he's he's making a statement. It's that he's strong enough to carry a tombstone. Oh, also going back to
0: the how easy it is to break glass not from this movie but from Halloween 2 spe- I've i only seen it once but I specifically remember because it takes place in the hospital I specifically remember a scene of him just straight up walking through a glass door or a glass window he does not speed up he walks at the same pace he walks this whole movie and the glass just shatters as he
1: touches it the glass was just like nah nah it's fine buddy <laughs> we'll just get out of your way Oh, he also brought a brought the jack-o'-lantern in. Yes.
0: What the hell? Like, that's
1: another thing to, like, add to this. Mm-hmm. He's like, just in case you don't get, it, it's Halloween. Yes. Like, I want them to understand that this has something to do with Halloween. Um, she let go of that knife so many times, Lori. Yes. She dropped that knife and walked away from that mm-hmm. knife and did not continue stabbing. Like, we said this last week on Scream. But just keep stabbing. Mm -hmm. I understand that there's some theories that, and it goes on in the later movies, that he can't be killed. But, like, she doesn't know that. Right. Keep stabbing him. Mm
0: -hmm. Also, this is why I should learn how to knit rather than crochet. You can't stab someone with a crochet hook. A knitting needle can do some real damage. I mean, so can a wire hanger. Yeah. I have plastic hangers. Maybe I should switch.
1: Or at least get one. It can be your murder hanger.
0: I have a baseball bat. Maybe I should just stick with it. How many murder weapons do I really need? Considering I'm probably not going to be attacked by a serial killer.
1: Um, I don't know. I mean, do you really want to get close enough to use the baseball bat?
0: Do you really want to get close enough to use a wire hanger? You got to be closer (laughs) than that. (laughs)
1: Also, I feel like she opened the doors so that he would think she went on the roof. Yes. And he in no way thinks
0: that. No, not even for a second does he think that she went outside.
1: He's just like, bitch, you crazy. Like, you think I think you're out there? Um, also, talking about him being a bad doctor, he doesn't even try to talk to Michael. No. Because you can't You can't um, reason with evil. <laughs> Is that a line from a movie? Did I just say it? Who knows? I mean, he is w- in a lot of
0: these movies. He very likely said it at one point.
1: I want to create a Twitter account and I'll be Loomis and I'll just say things like that every day about like, about like my lunch. <laughs> or I'll just go on to other people's Twitter accounts and just leave warnings about Michael.
0: <laughs> Warn every sheriff, every like official sheriff account also the p- actors who play sheriffs <laughs> on tv death has come to your little town sheriff
1: death has come to your little town i feel like needs to be something if that isn't the title of a song or a band right. it needs to be like on a like something really great mm-hmm. nice i think if we ever get to a point where we tour I or mean, write you a gotta book. think that's a copyrighted Yeah, you gotta think that's a copyrighted phrase, but if it's not, if it's something we're allowed to use, then I would say it's like our tour and a parentheses, it's death has come to your little <laughs> town Oh man, that'd be so great um,
0: uh, Anything else? I just wrote down in all caps, you need some fucking evidence, and I don't really know what I was talking about
1: I just mean there's no evidence of anything ever in this yeah
0: I don't know maybe I'm just because Loomis is so dramatic and I'm like the reason the sheriff doesn't believe you is because you need some evidence but I it's in caps so I was clearly upset or loud it's hard to tell
1: can we talk about how he is talking to that one guy like hey you let him escape and that one guy's like you didn't tell us that how dangerous he was and I'm like I do not believe that yeah no he for a second he immediately comes back with I told everyone and I'm like I believe Uh him I'm like dude you you clearly whatever mistake you made you can't say it's because he didn't warn Mm -hmm. you he's been I I he's warning you just fine
0: he specifically said he spent the last seven years trying to keep him locked up
1: I'm honestly more interested in the six years he spent trying to talk to this child that wouldn't speak to him
0: you'd have to think it would be like you're gonna try to think of things that interest him and it's the 60s so i don't know what what children were interested in in the 60s the beatles the beatles maybe um i can't think of any tv shows but like maybe i don't know uh lead paint Talk to him about lead paint. Um, the Ke- the Kennedys. The Kennedys. You know how kids will, are about the Kennedys. Ooh, this. It was '62, so at the begin. I bet when Kennedy was shot, I'd be like, "Hey, could you believe Kennedy got shot?" Like, that would get a that would get a seven year old talking, right? And then, <gasps> and then, ooh, '68, when Robert Kennedy was shot, he could have tried again.
1: We really feel like Michael has some political meanings <laughs> here that he'd be, he'd be really interested in current events. Okay, what about stuff he's probably more interested? In? Like, hey, it's Halloween again. <laughs> if I give you it was this all about candy, I brought you candy.
0: If I let you out right now, what would you do? Oh
1: man. Just Ooh, staring at a wall. Bring him not a clown costume. He loves those. Bring him work him a clown <laughs> how about a knife he loves those
0: oh man
1: um okay final thoughts final movie
0: thoughts uh nope oh just that red cars with red interiors need to make a comeback great it was a great car
1: <laughs> oh thank you you've just reminded me of of my final thought oh yeah Okay, so I wrote down when Michael steals the car, it's weird how well he drives, Mm -hmm. considering he's never driven. And then it gets brought up that he can't drive, and Loomis is like, he can, maybe one of your bullshit people taught him. And then throughout the rest, he drives really well. Mm -hmm. And I thought about that when we were talking I think before we taped the last episode about you getting your license (laughs) and having to learn how, and I was like, or maybe you don't, because Michael spent his whole life in an institution, and he was, like, obeying traffic signals. Like, where did he – like, that's what I love about this movie. I love the things they never even try to explain. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no explanation as to how he can drive so well. Or the fact that Loomis just stumbles upon his first crime scene. Mm -hmm. He's just, like, stopping at the payphone, and then he's like, what's going on over here? Yep. Those are my final thoughts. Excellent. Would you survive? Ten being you would survive, one being you would not survive.
0: Well, like I said, 50% of his strategy is melting into darkness, so I would definitely turn on lights. And I think that would help a lot and I would not stop stabbing. So it's hard.
1: This is seventeen year old you. This is seventeen. Yeah, year seventeen
0: year old, old me was was ready to go. Um it's just hard because like this is the, the movie that launched all the tropes, so it's like it's so easy to pick apart.
1: It's almost oh, not yeah. fair. Um I'm I'm less on the tropes of her dropping the knife and stuff mm-hmm. and more on the things like what is time in this movie?
0: Yes. Also, oh, oh, I feel like hmm. a <laughs> Yeah, I feel cuz the body counts really low. Um and if you have any like awareness of your surroundings, then you're you're pretty good to go. Because it's just like he surprises a lot of people. Or he pretends to be your boyfriend doing something really weird and you don't think it's weird. Don't turn your back on him. Like, that's a lot of it. It's like, well, I guess he was in the back of her car.
1: But she didn't realize. She went in to get the keys Mm -hmm. and then the door was unlocked. And she didn't realize till it was too late.
0: Oh, stresses me out so much.
1: Yeah, Um, I think I'd probably survive. Just because I... Think as far as people who are killed in this movie, like I just wouldn't have been doing the things they were doing in this movie. Right. Which I think like there are other movies with higher body counts where it's like, oh, you were just around. Right. Um and Lori was smart mm-hmm. but she wasn't so smart right. that i like, oh my God, like I would never have thought of those things. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of it was very keen survival instincts. Um, but she also makes mistakes. So I think, and I think that's why she's such a beloved heroine mm-hmm. is because she does the things, but she also, also it's different because she has two children to protect. Yes. Um, so I, I would hope that at least this movie's taught us not to turn your back, mm-hmm. even if you think they're dead, because that's just a bad idea. It's
0: always a bad idea.
1: Always a bad idea. But I would say I, if you have not seen, the 2018 movie, to go see it. It's so good, and it's so good It's a continuation of this narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just really, really a fun movie. I saw it in theaters.
0: Uh, some coworkers and I had discussed seeing it in theaters, and then it just fell apart. Nobody ever, We talked about it once, and then it, we, it was never seen or heard from again. So it just didn't happen.
1: Um, and my other final thought is, I like the fact that the movie ends... At kind of the cal- what would have been the calm before the storm, like mm-hmm. no one really knows what has happened yet. Right. Um, I enjoy that as an ending as opposed to an ending. What's like, where all the police are there. Mm-hmm. That's real. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Rachy. Tell me a story. Okay, I'm in story mode. So, I have a prologue, which is that
0: when I first picked this, I kind of wanted to do. The actual famous babysitter m- murder of uh, Janet Christman, But then I decided I wanted to save that, for something that was like straight up based on that. Um, someday I'll do when a stranger calls, and that's straight up based on that. So I wanted to save it. Um, and then I saw something about this this dude named Stanley Styers that people claim this movie is based on. Stanley Styers did not exist. As far as I can tell. Um, So, what I ended up going with was the story of Andre Rand, who was also known as Cropsey. And the weird thing is, outside of that documentary Cropsey, it is really hard to find information about his crimes. So, this is mostly pieced together from New York Times articles and um, the local, like Staten Island, I'm assuming TV affiliate. So there there are going to be tons of links, because I just, that's all I can find. I don't know if, like, I don't know what it is. Um, so he has a lot of aliases, but that, I think that that's his, like, current legal name. He was born in 1943. I'm not really going to get into it. From 1966 to 1968, he was working as a physical therapy aide at Willowbrook. You know, the place I talked about a few episodes ago. Now... I'm not going to say he committed any crimes while he worked there because that would be a crime. That, w- that would be slander. But we know what happened at Willowbrook. And we know that there were good workers and we know that there were not good
1: workers. You're so, thinking he was probably not a good worker? I'm thinking he was probably not a
0: good worker. Um, and let me, let me explain to you why in chronological order. So by cro- in chronological order, I mean, I'm going to give you a list of crimes that he either pled guilty to, was convicted of, or arrested for. Um, 1969, kidnapped and attempted to rape a nine-year-old girl. Um, Either a police officer drove by and interrupted him, or eyewitnesses saw them with her. Again, really pieced together. He ended up pleading guilty to this and was sentenced to 16 months. Because that's a good amount of time to rehabilitate a child rapist is 16 months, right? That's all it takes. Yeah. For real. Um, he was paroled in 1972 and he was arrested for like a lot of burglary and larceny and stuff and never committed convicted. Um, just kind of throughout all of this, but also in July of 1972, Uh, I don't know how to pronounce a lot of these names and that's a bummer because I couldn't find any videos. Um, But I'm going to say Alice Pereira. She was five years old. Um, She went missing. He was questioned about it but they they didn't have any evidence. Um, So nothing happened. In 1979 he was accused of raping a 15 year old and some other woman whose age was not Listed for some reason, I don't know, um, but they declined to press charges mm-hmm. um, as often happens. <coughs> then on July 15th, 1981, little seven year old Holly Ann Hughes goes missing, and eyewitnesses say they saw a green Volkswagen in the area, which is the car that he drove. Um, again, that's not enough evidence. Uh, later and actually I don't know about this one so much um, because the source I use is not quite as uh, reputable but I also have that he attempted to rape a nine year old in 1981 um, by oh he literally offered her candy he was trying to like coax her in wow. the car with candy and she was like um no and ran away and he when he was trying to find her they, they caught him. So good for her. Um, for knowing not to accept candy from strangers in 1981. Um, January 1983. This is his, like, I think this one is his most bizarre crime. Um, he was working as a school bus driver, and he went to the local YMCA and abducted 11 children and took them to New Jersey. And, like... They watched the planes at the airport, he gave them White Castle, and then he brought them back five hours later, and they were like, um, you can't do that. So they arrested him for unlawful imprisonment and sentenced him to ten months in jail.
1: That's like a little bit over a month a child.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, it's also like one month longer than it takes to carry a child term. Um, so I don't know when he got paroled for this because another crime that he was picked up for happened in August of that year. So I don't know when he got out. I don't know where this lines up. Um, and I, I legit have no idea how to pronounce this little angel's name. So I'm going to spell it for you, which is T-I-A-H-E-A-S-E. How do you think you would pronounce that? Say it again. T-I-A. H-E-A-S-E.
1: I have no idea.
0: I'm going to call her Tia. Yeah. I don't know if that was her nickname. Um, Jackson. She was 10 years old. And at this point, um, he was known to like, live in a camp in a, in a nearby cemetery because that's what normal people do. And her mother reported seeing a man who kind of like fit his description just kind of like lurking a van in the area but again that's uh that's not enough he was he was questioned for it but they didn't have any evidence and then this one I didn't find nearly as much information about in uh June I used a number for this one so I had to do some quick math as to which uh month was the sixth one June of 1984 uh I don't know if... Man, I can't even read my own writing. It's uh, Henry Gafforia. I don't know if he disappeared or was murdered or what. He was 22 years old, and his name just kind of gets thrown into these articles. Um, And that is literally all I have about him. Maybe. Maybe a completely unrelated thing. He might be the one who also worked at Willowbrook, because I know (laughs) that people have thrown out that maybe he murdered a couple or yeah murdered a couple people who worked at Willowbrook um but I literally have no idea who that is these articles wouldn't tell me but the big one is July 9th 1987 Jennifer Schweiger was 12 years old she went missing um and there was like just a really intense search for her so Man, why don't I know months lately? About a month later, they arrested him. He was living on the Willowbrook grounds, just like a normal person, because Willowbrook closed that year. Um, So he was living in the abandoned site of our shame. Um, Primo real estate. Yeah, for real. Um, Witnesses had placed him with her, and about a week later, they found Jennifer's body, which I just realized is a movie, and I shouldn't have phrased it that way, but... I can't go back now it's just like earlier can't go back um he was ultimately arrested and convicted of kidnapping her they didn't have enough evidence to convict him of murder and then in 2004 they were able to convict him of kidnapping Holly Ann Hughes again not enough evidence to convict him of murder but he's uh was it 25 life sentences he's serving he's not getting out
1: Okay. So why do so, you call him Cropsey?
0: So there's an urban legend in, I don't know if it's just New York or just somewhere around there that Cropsey was like an escaped patient from, you know, um, a psychiatric Institute and he lived either depending on like when they tell, cause it's an urban legend. There's a lot of variation depending on when the story is told. He either lives in the abandoned Willowbrook grounds, or the abandoned grounds of Sea View. Why don't I have it written over here? The Sea View Hospital, which was a tuberculosis ward. So living uh, on an abandoned hospital campus is a common theme, um, and he actually did that. So again, not an escaped patient the way Michael Myers was, but he has connections to it. Um, lived there, was homeless, just kind of victims of opportunity. Um, and then the other thing, I actually have to, we'll have to link to an Oxygen article that gave me the idea to use this one um, rather than Janet Christman. Because they were talking about how, like, you know, Michael Myers has that, like, he's the boogeyman. And this guy is, he's Cropsy. So he's also got his, like, weird supernatural oh, right. legend surrounding him so yeah i could not figure out how to present this because the information was so sparse and i was like uh ah, just gonna do a timeline
1: well it also yeah and it also fits in more with our um like we talk about that these stories are either like inspirations or bear a striking resemblance this more mm-hmm. falls in the striking resemblance because right. he was arrested finally put into jail after this movie had come out. Mm -hmm. But it does hold that idea of like, oh, Michael Myers, like he was this supernatural being that Mm -hmm. he was an actual man who was ascribed the personality of the boogeyman. Right. And the same with this guy that like, Mm -hmm. what came first? Mm
0: -hmm. There was a really great thing that I came across. Um, There was a man who was put into a psychiatric institute for stabbing his sister to death, who did escape twice. Um, But that was, he was picked up both times without having committed any further crimes. And that was literally all I could find about him. And that was going to take five minutes to tell. I was really hoping to find more information because that was crazy.
1: But it's crazy. mm Mm-hmm. It's interesting how places like Willowbrook really um, become a center of these kinds of acts and this kind Mm -hmm. of evil. So we're, this isn't, yeah. uh, We still haven't
0: figured it out. What? Oh, we still haven't figured out how to to end this. Oh, first of all, I think this dude is way worse because he attacked children.
1: Yeah, I'd give you that. I'd give you that. And Uh, way more of them way more prolific than Michael Myers. Um, and also,
0: um, these other two girls who disappeared, their bodies have never been found. Um, so like every now and again, you know, they'll print articles be like, Hey, by the way, if you have any any information and that's just a bummer.
1: Um, yeah, we're still trying to figure out guys a way to end these. This isn't such a bummer. Mm -hmm. Um, I would ask for your, you know, if you guys had any ideas, but as I've said before, we taped these well in advance. Yep. So hopefully by the time you're hearing this, we've already figured something out. Um, but we will figure out something. In the meantime, stay safe. Be vigilant. Don't uh, keep stabbing. Keep running. Trust your instincts. Don't and let someone
0: pressure you into sex.
1: Don't let someone pressure you into sex. We're going to have to start
0: writing these down
1: don't, I think it's funnier that we don't. And, (laughs) um, don't worry about seeming like a bitch. Yep. Yep. Just, just do it. Just do it. All right. We will see you guys next time where the movie will be the Birds.
0: Oh man. I've never seen that one.
1: Oh my gosh. It's such a time. It's such a time to be alive. (laughs) I'm excited. All right. See you guys soon. Stay safe. Bye. Bye.